You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before its last call. Christopher Lee is a very successful entrepreneur. Today, we talk about his hard work and the hustle that took him from the Brooklyn Projects to yachts to owning a real estate company and CEO of Kaniba. Next. I'm here today with Christopher Lee. Chris Lee is a black entrepreneur. Why is that important? Because I think we need more role models and fuck the hustle on this guy. Unreal. Uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, uh, work with him on a project, and uh, he is the CEO of Kaniba, which are these incredible cigars we're going to talk about and cannabis. But we got to start at the very beginning for you growing up in Brooklyn, in the projects, um, because when people see the scope and the arc of what you do in your on your in your business life, mm-hmm. they're gonna be wowed. All right, well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, please, man. And these uh, cigars you have, I'm just like. Nah, I see. I, I, that's a new I way to use I want to light them. it up. No, but bro, I, don't be scared. It's cool. <laughs> I can't just. <laughs> the recording I, engineer will kill me. But go ahead. I get it. Well, yeah, I grew up in uh, downtown Brooklyn, um, Gowanus. Gowanus Projects to be exact. Gowanus is a totally different neighborhood than it was when I was growing up in the 80s. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I grew up down there. It was, uh, I learned a lot, just put it that way. So I feel like a lot of, you know, my ferociousness and what I get, my business, um, all my skills, I Mm -hmm. believe, came from, you know, growing up in that environment. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was so much. We had uh, very little. I had to make a lot. Yeah. Out of that, I made it look good. I feel, and yeah, um, yeah man. So we're gonna we're gonna get into this because oh, uh, I've, I've you know I've done a little bit of research. I know. So Dude. you're in the projects, yeah. And um, I have a story related to this, but you went ended up getting into a nice nice school due to your single mother. Yeah. Shout out to all the single moms, yeah. uh, including my sister, who <laughs> raised a brilliant young man. Yeah, but we, like the zip code thing. Yeah, we cheated the system just a little bit, man. My mm-hmm. mom was a. Uh, you know, she was determined to have me, you know, do better than she did. Mm-hmm. So, um, th- I guess a friend of hers must have had, um, you know, a better zip code that zoned them to a school that was a-, a few blocks in the other direction. Right. And it was just a night and day difference. So, I got into that school and I I did pretty well. I was in the gifted program. Mm-hmm. So, I was, uh, there was like, you know, about one class out of all of the grades that was like top notch. We mm-hmm. literally got everything given to us. We were like, we were, we were smart kids, but the way they treated us, it was a big difference to yeah. the other kids. I could tell like yeah. it was, but it was, it Did was, you, were you embarrassed by almost this, this the, yeah, the riches um, that you were receiving? I felt right. like we, you know, I passed the test. I did well. So right. I was rewarded for doing well and doing my homework and stuff. So I, I saw it early, you know, what hard work gets you right you know some some people had raw talent you know i just worked really hard yeah. my which, mom which is a theme oh, yeah. and you you wanted to make your mom proud i had at that yeah. point she just like 
put her life on the line. Shit. <laughs> like literally. Goddamn women. She, oh, that's yeah, why we she, love them. Yeah. My mom <laughs> yeah. basically, you know, yeah. she could have gotten in trouble. I'm sure. I didn't know that at the right. time, but you know, and uh, it it worked out. I went to you know pretty good schools after that. Yeah. I graduated from Fort Hamilton High. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you my quick take on this. Yeah, uh, I moved from New Jersey. Uh, you know, wasn't born and raised in New Jersey, but ended up taking my kids out there, lived out there, raised them there, came back, uh, tried to get my son in high school. So the zip code thing. Uh, people who are not from New York don't even realize how crazy it is to try to get your kid into a school, private schools or schools you're paying for. You're talking $40,000, $30,000 for grammar yeah. schools. Okay? Correct. So you want to get into a public school. My son, being newly coming to Manhattan, had to go to a high school here. Uh, he went to high school. I don't want to badmouth the high school, but it, was a, it wasn't a good high school. I, the day I dropped him off, my son at the time was teeny. And he's now like six foot tall, but he was <laughs> teeny. And I dropped him off, and I was like, holy shit. I mean, like gangs— Tat, metal detectors, police. And I looked at my son, this little white kid. <laughs> and I looked at him I'm like, you okay? He goes, it's okay, dad. And oh. true, this is him. He goes, um, he goes, I'm okay. He goes, trust me. He goes, white people are overrated. <laughs> my, my son tells me that, right? I, so we go in. And uh, so I'm trying to like see, okay, a week later. It's okay. He goes, well, the good thing is a lot of Latin women are short. <laughs> He was short oh, like time. That. So, like, See? he was already in. Silver but he lining. made great friends. And, and the kids were the, the sweetest, nicest kids. And they knew Brooklyn. And they knew the city. And, like, this is the best deli. This is where you get the best bagel. And being a food guy myself, I'm like, I like these kids. That's awesome. They can't help with the school they're in, right? Or they can't. So, the uh, two months, three, three months in, four months in, there's no homework. No. Now I'm concerned. Yeah, right. Because uh, I don't care. You know, right, he's right, right. the only white kid in his class. The reverse. Right, it you was had. the reverse. I was like the only black kid. <laughs> yeah, he was the only white I kid. I get it. Didn't bother him, which I, that's why I love my son, my family. So he, uh, I, I tell him, we got to do something about this. Uh, so w- the school we were trying to get him was ICE, so, uh, an educational school, a high, tough school to get into. Right. So we start talking to the principal there. And then we talked to his principal. And his principal was a Jamaican guy. He was like, Everybody loves your boy Harry. He's a brings people together. He's a awesome. bomb, you know. Awesome. And I said, yeah, but he's not growing. He's got no homework. He's not learning anything. I said, I gotta get him out of here into another school. He's where are you thinking about? I told him. He's like, I know the principal there. Nice. He made a call to the principal. Harry had an interview in. A kid left to go to Israel. Harry got Down his spot. <laughs> Harry's now in the school. Now he's got four hours of homework a night, Damn. and he fucking hates me. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he's slamming the door. He's really pissed off. Right. And then he gets his groove, starts to study, starts right, right. doing well. And one day he turns to me and he says, so, Dad, let me get this straight. So if you're poor and you don't have any money, education, your education sucks and you're fucked, right? And I looked at him and I said, welcome to the world, son. Wow. It's not fair. No. He goes, it's not fucking fair. It isn't. Right. And so that's what you, but you foresee, he did get into a good school. You got into a good school. So this was the beginning of your, yeah. like, Me I know if I work hard, it. I can succeed. Yeah. Right? Work hard or know some people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What just, what you, is who you know, right? You know, we, we see it on the, even on the wealthy end with all these like kids going to college. Absolutely. And the parents pulling the strings to get them to these Ivy League schools and the kids don't give a shit. It's relationships. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. So, so then, uh, where does the business thing start coming in for you? Like, uh, I know you fell in love with sneakers, right? So, um, my mom, she had an amazing job. She worked for the federal government, so she, um, she, she did well. So, I had pretty nice clothes, mm-hmm. and I lived in a pretty nice apartment. And through high school, I was born in the projects, but 
few years later, she got a really good job. So I got really into sneakers when I started um, working at, I believe it was Models. Oh, got to go to most. Yeah, I yeah. started working yeah. at Models. And I always, you know, my, my uncles, ever since Michael Jordan's first sneaker, they bought them for, I have four uncles. So sometimes one uncle would buy a pair and the other uncle would buy another color. And I was like the only kid in the house. So my, my mom was the only one with any kids for like a right. while. Like, you know, I think until I was 10. Right. So all of my uncles just spoiled me. So I just started, you know, collecting sneakers when I was a really little kid. But I, That's 80s, mid 80s. Mid 80s. Right? Yeah. yeah. I had the Jordan ones, twos, threes. Like that was Michael Jordan just was my dude. The Jordans were the badass. The, right. the red and blacks. The, yeah. Everybody. So I really got into yeah. sneakers. Um, I got, you know, I was known for having all the Jordans, so I had to keep up that, you know, that name. So I would figure out how to get sneakers before they released. So how'd I would, you, yeah, there was, that? yeah, it was. I mean, after buying from the same guy, like who always had the sneakers, after buying from him all the time, he would like whisper for me to come to the back, and he had pairs that, like, were, were samples. And they were coming out. The sample only was like size nine. Right. So I would get the sample size. I pay, back in nineties, five hundred dollars for a pair of sneakers was holy shit. Was yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would do that. But I'd right. have my sneakers six months before anyone else. Wow. Yeah. So it was it, it was cool. It just felt amazing. When you first started, though, there wasn't much of a resale market. No, right? it was literally all because, for because my son. Like I, you know, the summertime he he was working, but he was also doing. I'm like, right. do it, man. Sit on your computer all day. It's like that. Dad just made a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. It, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't all. It was just about who had it, and right. then eventually, once I think when retros, when when Michael Jordan like released his older sneaker, right. Then it became like a trading thing and started to get into the sales and the resale value. People would buy them out before you would be able to go to the store and a week later, two weeks later, and yeah. still be able to get the sneaker. That was a thing of the past after a while. Yeah. So once that happened, people saw a market in it, started buying up everything, and now they made the prices. I still can't believe people buy used sneakers. Though. Oh, yeah. They're actually, I, yeah. I have. I have two storage units just full of old. I have remember Xavier McDaniel's. Of course, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. his sneakers. Wow, yeah. Well, uh, what do you play? Seattle or no, well, no. yes, he's played for Seattle, but yeah. he also played for the Knicks. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah, oh, he played man. for the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got like Hakeem Olajuwon's signed sneakers. So yeah. you just holding on to those till the value yeah. goes through the roof, and then you just uh -huh. retire. Is that the plan? I mean, I never. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever thought about actually selling them. I think that's a great idea in my <laughs> head. But like when I get to it, I like probably faint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I'm just a real sneakerhead. So, so I see this like spirit at a young age. You're like, I can turn a profit here. Right. I'm the king. Right. I can have these sneakers before. So right. already people come to you for something. It sets a pattern in place of like I like people coming to me, and then I'm making money. Oh, that right. was cool. Being able to wear a pair of sneakers for a while then sell them and still make money off of it it was it was like a no-brainer for me right. so i started to figure out how to get you know backdoor sneakers like going to foot locker and getting them you know getting passes and paying the workers to give me their discount there you just go. figuring it all out yeah and that became a business in itself um i was working as a like again i had a like the bruce wayne batman life so i was in UCF, I went to the University of Central Florida, you know, um, 
it's crazy that Michael Jordan's son ended up going there. Mark Marcus Jordan. I oh, didn't shit. didn't really like link with them. Yeah. I just thought that was ironic, of course, of, yeah. all, of, of all places. Like, do you know how much money I'm making off your dad's sneakers? <laughs> your daddy. <laughs> off your pops. <laughs> right. So um, I went back to, uh, I graduated with a criminal justice degree. I wanted right. to be an attorney. And started working on Wall Street at um for a law firm there, and was making about forty k. But I was moonlighting and making like double what my attorney was making off of reselling sneakers, and you know, and doing something he hates. By the way, most <laughs> most lawyers fucking you know, hate their I jobs. I thought, right. see, yeah. when I went to school, I mean, when I grew up, I thought the lawyer came with the Porsche and the sharkskin suit. That's yeah. what I saw. The, sure. But when you grow up. They hate it. It was yeah. not what I thought it was. So they're burnt out. They're stressed out. They're drinking too much. Yeah. Right, <laughs> moonlighting for that, and yeah. I made you know a lot more money. So I just decided to quit and open up a sneaker store. Like it was one of my lifelong dreams to have a sneaker shop of right. my own. So I opened up a sneaker store in Bay Ridge. Nice. <laughs> Figured I, I didn't realize again. A lot of people don't realize that location is everything. So yeah. me putting a store next to my house was convenient for me, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. like nobody no. showed yeah. up. Like, well, Bay Ridge is kind of in the middle of nowhere, Brooklyn, right, bro? Right? There's nothing. It's beautiful, there. but yeah. like, but like, yeah. who's coming over there for sneakers? Yeah. So, um, I tried that out for a while, and uh, recent like realized that you know I love it, but. At the same time, I need to put food on the table. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah. doing as well. So I loved, I realized that I really did love sales. Right. So that's when I got into real estate. I'm like, what's the best thing that you can freaking sell? Like what's, I thought of the best item, like, and besides marijuana, it yeah. was real estate. So right. I uh, sold real estate. You sell a little weed when you smell sneakers. Right, right. I mean, yeah. that, that's, I think everybody did through college. <laughs> yeah. right? Even know? my son, University of Vermont, he goes, Dad, I'm going to sell a little weed on the side Come of my on, like, Just don't lose your that, fucking- I think yeah. that comes with yeah, college. It totally does. Right. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I'm going to tell you a funny story about my son. It's one of those, yeah, yeah. I got to meet this kid. Yeah, you, I like you will. Him. Harry, Harry, I'm going to pick him up on Thursday in California. He's doing awesome. harvest with a, a winery out there. He, um, I know he's my fucking son because- I come home one night, mm -hmm. and he smokes a fair amount of weed. And I right. can smell the weed in the house. I open the door, I come in, he's sitting on the couch. I go, ah, I know you're home. I can smell the weed. He looks at me, he goes, oh, really? You could smell that over the alcohol on your breath? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I looked it. at him, I'm like, oh, he's my son. Bang. That's, that's, that's my son. So, so then you're, you're, you're store, then you're in real estate. Right. And by the way, that's a... What's the thing that I could sell that I get the biggest commissions on? Right. And never goes out of style. Never goes out of style. And, and Brooklyn real estate oh, man. on fire Yo, man. right now. It's, yeah. Brooklyn is a brand. Yes, it is. It's a brand. Yeah. It's bigger than Manhattan. It used to be its own yeah. city. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's bigger than People want to live in Brooklyn. They don't want to live in Manhattan. Yeah. No. I get it. Yeah. Some parts of Brooklyn just aren't changing anytime soon, though. That's like, just, that's true. Just don't don't get it yeah. twisted. It's yeah. still Brooklyn. <laughs> All right, I get that's, it. That's yeah. There's parts of Bushwick. I've I've been in yeah. Bushwick. Going to bars and say, hey, it's, it's, I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, it's a five minute walk, ten minute walk. My buddy's like, no, no. You the gunfire. We don't. No, you go. Around, you don't <laughs> yeah. go straight through that. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. A couple it's, more years. It's coming. The Lululemon pants are coming. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> the army of Lululemon pants are coming. Yeah. With that six dollar coffee. Yes. And once you see the Starbucks, <laughs> yeah. it's over. It's, it's done. It's, it's done. over. So so real estate now. You, so and you're you own your own real estate company. Yes, that's correct. And your real estate company is national. You're in two other 
big markets, Atlanta and um, Florida. Florida. That's correct. So like that's successful. Yes. Um, I'm just getting these. My I had a, my brokerage for about a year. Now I'm just opening up in Orlando and I have a broker that works for me who has his uh, license in Atlanta. So we are we don't have offices everywhere just yet. My only office is in uh, Brooklyn, New right. York. Okay. But we are licensed to sell everywhere else. So we're opening up. It's um, I've been working with um, Jewish investors for mm-hmm. like seven years, and mm-hmm. they taught me everything, like That's in right. regards to like grabbing properties and how to get them, and you know, fix them up and put them back on the market. So. That's what I'm trying to do for myself now. I, I figured, you know, I was making a, a lot of money working with them, but right. there was only so high I can go working for someone else. Sure. Yeah, true. Uh, you know, it's funny with the real estate market, the flippers. I mean, when you know it's over when, like, HGTV has shows just right. above, and there's five of them, just above flipping houses. And now you have huge investment groups yeah. buying blocks, yeah. like in the Bronx, yep. buying a 10-city block that they're yeah. just going to turn over. I mean, and there's that. That's hedge funds that have a hundred million dollars that are investing. Just sitting. Yeah, like you said, it is the fastest growing, and will never. It'll it's go down. It's never going to go. But it. But it, it's going to go up again. Going well in New York City. I've never seen it technically like prices go down. Right. They've just stopped going up. Yeah, they stabilize. Like, they stabilize, right. and that's what they feel the market is like going down. I, we can. Who knows what's going to happen? But right now, you know, they're not making any more houses right now because of, you know, it's really tough to 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 buy one because of the interest rates. So the houses that people currently have, you know, they're going up in value because, no. you know, there's not more being made. It's kind of the crypto model, which is fucked up. But like there's yeah. only so many. So, so it's yeah, got to go so up. So it's right. only going up. So, yeah. So it's it's that's not going out of style. No matter what they do to real estate, you need a place to live. Right. So I can see the I see the hustle already, the sneakers, right. the real estate. Now we're going to get to the gold. Right. Why are on the show the cannabis, the caniba, the the cohiba cigar we're going to talk about right now. Yeah. But I'm going to give you my one quick cannabis yes, story. Sir. I've tried 3 times to get different cannabis people on this show. Right. One guy did dog food, pets <laughs> and cannabis. He he didn't show up 3 times in a row. The third time, I have a studio booked. Third time, I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, shit, man. I'm in Florida. Damn, bro. You're in Florida? (laughs) Stoner. This is the third time. He's like, I promise. So next Tuesday, I'm like, no. I get it. There's no next Tuesday. I'm just kind of done. Then I'm up in Wellfleet. There's dispensaries up there. And twice the the dispensary up there. Same shit. I'm just like, man, you you are living up to a fucking stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. That's that's what I'm trying to break with the Cohiba, with the Canhiba. This Canhiba is so... I'm just going to give you my my quick on it. So it's the packaging, the marketing, Mm -hmm. the colors. They're in this this beautiful glass tube. It's Mm -hmm. got this glycine glass tip on the end. Mm -hmm. It smells like weed. And if you don't smoke weed, most people still love the smell of weed. It tastes like weed. But... Here's the catch. You light it. You don't smell. You just came into the studio. You just smoked. I've smoked in our studio. You don't smell weed. Right. Which is like the beauty of this thing. That's what, that's, that's, that's my favorite part that I definitely don't market enough because some people may say, I smell a little bit. So I just leave it out of that. You walked in. Right. None of us like, no. I love it. And it tastes like weed when you pull on it. Yeah, man. Which is like really sweet. So. You know, it's it's funny how we met because I always called that the wine of weed. It's ah. so yeah. 
and you know the sponsorship and, and how we're talking right now is just so cool mm-hmm. but yeah it's you know it delta eight um is great because it's a different cannabinoid other than delta nine the traditional weed that we all mm-hmm. smoke that what you probably smelled your son smoking in his yep. room yeah that's loud. It, it you know it makes you lethargic. That's probably why this guy missed three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I personally, as we just spoke about, I'm very busy, and yeah. I don't have an opportunity to to be that way. Yeah. Where I'm smelling like it, showing up late, looking like it. So um, there's a stigma to it. It's definitely you come in, you, you, you come in smelling like that. The eyes are glassy. You're like, yeah. and, and lots of people are high performing fucking stoners. A hundred percent. I'm not saying but, I used to be, but yeah. I'm just saying yeah. I don't want to have to fight that battle if yeah. I don't have to. Right. Like now I don't have to right. because of this product. Like, so, um, the reason the, how I created it really quick story is, um, I have a yacht. So I'm on my, at my Marina and mm-hmm. my boat neighbors, you know, they always are smoking cigars. They're like, oh, I got this one from here. It's always about it. It's a competition of who sure. has like the coolest or the best cigars. Like, I'm not a cigar guy. I wasn't until I got a boat. Now I'm getting cigars. I'm tasting them all. But I don't feel so great after yeah. smoking them. I mean, even though it looks cool. It's, I like, kind of like the smell of cigars. It reminds me of my uncle I, who used to smoke a lot of cigars. So the, smell of it is, yeah. gr- the smell of it isn't bad. Right. It's more so the how I like when I I don't I guess I'm not doing it correctly I'm used to smoking weed so I'm inhaling yeah well the, the other thing is too I used to smoke cigars I don't smoke cigars anymore because it fucks with my lungs but the next day I still taste the cigar yeah. so my food is tainted the wine is tasted right and it, yeah, yeah hungover and you that's all you're tasting right mm, right right yeah. so I trust me I get why they because it is really a social you mm. know aspect to it you sit and right. smoke yeah, yeah. and you're looking really cool and um, keep the bugs away. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm on the back of my boat and I'm just like not wanting to take this dude. My He's my boat neighbor, Lou. And um, I just don't want to take his cigar. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to be the guy that like has this whole area smelling like weed. I don't, yeah. I, we have a hundred five hundred thousand dollar boats over here i don't yeah, want to be yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. you know I, I am again that one black guy at the marina <laughs> there's not a lot of us <laughs> over there so right. i don't want to be that stereotype yeah yeah so with that being said i decide to create this cigar which i did notice when i smoked cbd before it really didn't have such a, a big smell right so i just added some terpenes to make it taste a little better like neatened it up putting a glass tip you know um and again it's all hemp there is no tobacco in it at all so yeah. there is a healthy alternative you know side to this thing which is great so if you did smoke cigars and you wanted to you know kick cigars you still get the whole feeling of smoking a cigar but healthy yeah. you know and it, relaxing it's very relaxing that's why <laughs> hence yeah. why i call it wine the right. wine of wheel of champagne because you'll feel you know still like you can you can be productive you know yeah. like it doesn't make me when I smoke it. I'm still able to have a full blown conversation. I don't think my eyes are glossy. Right. I just it's just how I feel. I love the way I feel. I feel like I want to talk more business. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, there's the, no psychoactive. Um, yeah, the yeah, psychoactive the, the properties. psychoactive properties of it at yeah. all. But there's this relaxation, a calm. Why people obviously ingest like CBDs to. Uh, rather than take some pharmaceutical product, it's uh, anxiolytic. Right. So right. that was a right. 
$500 word and mm-hmm. I figured I was reading on, mm-hmm. you know, what Delta 8 is. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that lowers anxiety. So that's, you know, sometimes when I smoke weed, Delta 9, I actually feel more paranoid, more paranoid. So a lot you, of people have paranoid when they get right. high. Yeah. You feel like the cops are coming yeah. or somebody, I smell like weed, like this. Yeah. So I, after a while, I couldn't function on that. I wasn't a functionable smoker, so I stopped smoking weed altogether. But when I tried the Delta 8 and I didn't, it, it says it doesn't have any of those mm-hmm. psychoactive properties. Right. And that's why, that that's why it's a... Uh, how great it is yeah we'll take one quick sec because I, I brought some port to drink right because when i think of cigars i think of port really okay uh, great. and I, th- I thought i'd bring something that kind of matches your kind of uh nice it philosophy it's casa euphemia so it's mm. a husband and wife team and the woman does most of uh, all the farming and all stuff so nice. that's unusual so in 1986 uh prior to 86 you could only sell to taylor flagate in the big houses right 86 they joined the eu now you can vinify and bottle your own port so this is organic, and it's by a husband and wife team in Porto wow, that I went amazing. and visited. I love it. Um, T. Edward brings it in. It's a fantastic port. We're coming into that season anyway, but I thought with the cigars, no, you totally man, dig I this. I can see yeah. it. I, I wish uh, we could light up. <laughs> it tastes amazing. Uh, cheers yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about where, I guess we have, if we're going to talk about, like, let's talk about marijuana as yeah. well. So I guess that's Delta 9. But let's let's just take one second and, and say thank you to Joe Biden for, uh, yeah. you know, stopping these punitive laws and oh, and letting people g- get out of jail for stupid having an ounce, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. To have the balls to do it. Old Uncle Joe, as much shit as people want to give him, right. Old Uncle Joe was getting some shit done. Infrastructure yeah. bill. You know, uh, the the marijuana thing is huge, disproportionately affecting an obvious Agreed. black community. Uh, you know, people that shouldn't be in jail, you know, are, are out. And, and we're about to legalize it in New York. It's legal and true. Like, what, what, what is this about, right? So I don't get it, but um, I, I get it. I'm glad that he's actually doing something about it because we, it was just spoken about so long. Right. Like, oh, we should decriminalize it and now it's happening i'm glad to see it happening yeah, joe that's, looks like he's high some of the times when he's talking so <laughs> most of the people but, are but bro. that's but that's okay yes yeah, but okay. I, I like that as a president yeah. so i i gotta give a shout out to him but let's talk about where we are with uh legalizing weed and so first your uh the kaniba cigars yeah. the delta eights are available on direct to consumer through your website that's correct. which we'll talk about at the very end right yes. but you also uh sell so you sell these two, uh, like Happy Buds in Brooklyn and places like this, yes. right? Are you ready to go when it goes legal in New York? Because you're already selling in New Jersey big markets, right? That's correct. So yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking um, I'm working on getting my own dispensary license, but more importantly— um, Do you need that much money? <laughs> That's a lot of it makes it, it's a lot of work and it makes a shit ton of money though. Yeah, I get it, but I I'm more so I like my freedom with the having a product and not actually having to be in the shop. Like, you know, when I had my sneaker store, it was really successful in the beginning because I was there every day. Most people are buying into me when they're buying a product, you're buying into the person who created it. Great. So with, you know, having this cigar, you know, once you know who created it, you get to have part of me 
with you as right. opposed to me having a dispensary and having to be there every day. And when I'm not there, you're like, where's Chris? And I'm going to the other spot now because right. Chris is never here. Yeah, it's like a restaurant. You want to know the chef's there. That's it. You know, that's, I go there because it's my favorite. I know the guy. Yeah, if you're not there. A hundred percent. So that's what. that's the only reason that's holding me back from that. So currently I'm nationally distributed. So I have a dis- a distributor out of Florida, um, mm-hmm. and I'm currently in thirty states, working on the other twenty. So in the thirty, are you selling both Delta Eight and Nine, where it's l- l- like legal? Currently, I don't have Delta Nine a mm-hmm. product. I'm working on a Delta Nine product, okay. but once I have licenses, like that's a totally different. I have license to sell CBD, which okay. Delta Eight is considered CBD as long as it's below. 0.3% THC, it's federally legal. Right. So every state that allows, you know, you to sell CBD or Delta 8, you know, I'm, you can you can order it. Being as federally legal, you can order it from my website anywhere. But certain states, you know, have a gray area about Delta 8. Yeah. So that's why I'm more of a, canagar, a hemp canagar because mm. I'll be using other cannabinoids. There's Delta 1 through 10. If you didn't know, I didn't know and that. They, yeah. yeah, there's Delta. Like, even I think they just came out with Delta Eleven. There's so many different hmm. cannabinoids that we don't. We just know Delta Nine. We just as high as you can get. But there's other cannabinoids that make you feel different things. Oh, really? So it's not like it goes up. Like you're turning up the volume, you get more fucked up when you're no, on Eleven. It's just a different feeling. Oh, so wow. like if you if you tried this, it Delta Eight feels completely different than Delta 9. It's I, a different high. That's so... I wonder if anyone's doing studies on this because, you know, I like to do in like uh, ketamine for depression definitely. and then the K-hole that people used to get high in but now they're like, oh God, this PTSD and depression and... Um, yeah, I'm sure there are. I mean, it goes... That rabbit hole goes really deep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much. When I started studying it, there's... HHC, which is another cannabinoid, and THCO. These, mm. all of these other cannabinoids are actually legal. They're, they're not regulated. So right. let's le- let's leave it there. Like federally, they're not you know prosecuted for having these other cannabinoids. So I don't want to get in trouble. So no. I just, <laughs> so no. I decided to like see what these other ones were about, and they're actually really good. Like I don't like I said I don't have the opportunity to be high all day, but I sure. still want to have like a little buzz. Like you have a glass of wine in the middle of the day. Hell yeah, right? But you're not like, probably going to drink a bottle. Of, no. Yeah. So yeah, not going to happen. So let me ask something. So as far as a legal dispensary, right. like here in New Jersey, you have a license. Can you sell to is, them? to the no? Can can you sell these other like Delta Eleven is on the market? Yeah. Yes. So Delta Eleven. <laughs> I want to come back to Delta Eleven because I yeah. heard about it, haven't okay. seen it, but I do know Delta Ten, Delta Eight, and Delta One. They have. I haven't seen products made with them. Most of these products hmm. are actually made in tinctures because ah. they have very low um, psychoactive properties. So smoking them is not going to get you. But if you want to feel relief, pain relief, muscle uh-huh. relaxation, that's what. So a the, tea or a salve or exactly huh. gummies. Yeah. Um, you know anything like that? Even they have lotions and rubbing ointments that make yeah. your joints. Yeah, so it's in sports medicine. So that's why I'm actually. Um, marketing the whole golf apparel because right. where do you smoke cigars on the golf course right and a lot of you know golfers like tiger woods they suffer from golfers elbow like and mm. you know i noticed it really does help with uh muscle and joint soreness because i used to play basketball and when i walk down the steps in my house in the morning my wife i i one leg at a time like i'm like that right 
one morning, my wife noticed that I was walking down like normal. And she's like, babe, you, you must feel good today. And I'm like, oh, or, yeah, I, I did smoke that Kenhiba last night. I smoked the Delta 8 last night. Huh. Like, really? And then I noticed it happened again. I smoked that night and woke up and I walked out and I started, I'm like, there's really some really good yeah. properties. In my community, we don't smoke anything for like the health benefits like that's not why yeah, you do it right. so me noticing that some yeah, good shit happens yeah. was really cool yeah. i'm like you didn't even believe you had to do no, it again i was like You're wait like, no. i gotta do it again God. this there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah yeah i'm like yeah so this really so that's the cool thing cbd um doesn't you know sound really cool with kids because it you know it, it really does it's a health thing about cbd yeah but i think i kind of dressed it up and made it a little cooler so that's why it's breaking into. Yeah. Well, this the packaging on this is super sexy. It's very hip, and I don't know how like Cohiba didn't like. Well, you you, you trademarked it because correct. the 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 packaging and even the coloring on some of them are just amazing. Yeah. Um. Again, I didn't want to feel like I was I I was stealing anything yeah. from Cohiba. It was more so um paying homage to them. I sure. want to be the cohiba of the cannabis world so would love to do something with them but yeah i did my research and everything about me using that name it was great you know and a healthy alternative uh first time i went to dispensary was in oregon it was probably six years ago right Mm -hmm. i'm with a bunch of guys who are late 20s i'm old they're like you gotta come i'm like all right i'll be the fucking oldest dude there all right i'll I'll win in and i was shocked i mean i was talking to people there school teachers Firefighters, yep. guys and women in the sixties teaching, getting gummies, salves, all the stuff for their arthritis, their sore feet, their mm-hmm. back. And to to your point, like, why is this more? Well, it is now widely available, but the you know you you can't Stigmatism. cut. Also, you're not cutting big pharma out. Big pharma <laughs> is mafia. They are <laughs> like mafia. You're not taking money out of their pocket. So until they get involved, it's going to stay illegal. Yeah. Just until they can figure out how to monetize it. Mm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but like, uh, I'd much rather having people that I know that care for using salve and gummies than taking opioids Come on. or painkillers or on, the man. shit that strings you out and fucks you up. And yeah. You know. That's just, it makes... It makes zero sense. But hey, listen, it's starting. Uh, I'm grateful for what's happening now. It's stigma it's, is leaving. People don't mm. think you're a stoner just because you use marijuana now. Right. It's, it's great. It's like, who doesn't smoke pot now? Like, who doesn't? I mean, I, it fucks with my asthma, so I don't really smoke pot. Right, right, right. But like, I, I walk down the street, I see old people, I see every walk of life. Late night, I walk in their dogs. I, and all the power to these people, and I'm get, catching the train eight in the morning in their suits. Fucking <laughs> how do you do that? Stinking up the sidewalks. <laughs> I'm like, I love the smell, but like, Bro, how, how fucking high are you at Super, eight in the morning? Superman. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I, like, uh, I couldn't. That's, uh, so that's why this yeah. is, you know, great for me because it, again, doesn't make, you can smoke a whole one um, and you you won't get, you won't go deeper than just the buzz of a, a glass of glass wine. Glass of wine, yeah. I, I so, think. like, if you're, again, a social smoker. So, a lot of times, you know, the same thing as cigar smokers or cigarette smokers. You're doing it because it's a habit. And sometimes with Delta 9, you can go overboard. Mm-hmm. And that's when you abuse it. Like, I don't think we're ever supposed to, like, abuse it. And being that it's such a low level of THC, you kind of can't abuse right. my cigar. Yeah. So, where is... uh 
Where do you think this is going in the next five years? Oh, I feel it's going to be legally uh, everywhere. I, it's coming. Yeah, I feel within the next president or, or so that's going to be big. You know, because they're make, we're making billions, like literally trillions. I'm right. sure it's been making trillions in the black market forever. Yeah, totally. And look the the amount of money. I even hate to bring up these words that COVID destroyed our economy. You had the biggest transfer of wealth in the history of this country going to corporations, pharmacies, uh, big pharma, uh, uh, everything. The rich got so much more, more mm-hmm. wealthy. Yep. But like cities like New York City, they lost $2 billion because nobody rode the trains during COVID. How do you make up $2 billion in loss? Easy. You know, you, <laughs> weed. <yeah>, weed. <laughs> weed. Exactly. Legalize it. And we can start to put money back into the city because the city's falling apart because of that. You know, some, they have to figure something out, though, because um, it's funny. I had a funny story. I didn't realize it um, in the in the hood or the projects where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of these smoke shops are opening up, right? And like right on the corner, corner stores are changing into smoke shops. But you still have like the neighborhood weed guy now that's being pushed out oh yeah bro so like it's like why would i buy from you sketchy if i could just go to the corner store that has a five dollars cheaper as a cheaper stuff, you know what i mean i can look i can choose it it's up op- open all night i can get everything that i need with that there i'm already going there right after i see you anyway yeah so they band together recently like in in, in my projects and Apparently, like all the drug dealers came together and like stood in front of the smoke shop and just shut them down. Like anybody coming in the smoke shop, they were like, no, "What no. do you need? What do you need? What yeah. do you need?" Yeah, and they shut them down. So something we have to address that too. We yeah, this this feel a little boardwalk empireish with yeah. prohibition, right? You're like, no, no, we got your stuff. We got your fucking stuff. Don't you fucking go in. I'm there. like, yeah. yo, I didn't think about that yeah. part. I'm yeah. like, yo, it's cool that you got the corner store having weed, but what about the people who've been doing this and like that's, that's their livelihood? Making a living, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's why I know I could smell pharma coming in here. Yeah. <laughs> the big boys are yeah. coming. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. So, you know what? Um, we're at the part of the show. Where you know God needs a, a, another person up in heaven to help him out and get organized and 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 chill and hang out with. So he's like, Christopher, we got one more. Day. We got one more day. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for inspiring so many you know you know people to 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 live their life with passion and desire and and just go after it. Um, so you're cool. I'm gonna give you one day before you leave. So I'm gonna give you last meal, a last drink or smoke. And the last piece of music you listen to as you float off into a cloud of smoke. So what are you wow, eating? Good question. Oh, I'm eating. Um, I think I'm eating. I'm a vegan. So okay. um, Planta Queen. Have you ever tried that place? No? No. All right. So Planta Queen is like a, a, a luxury vegan cuisine. It's really nice. They have one in the city over here. Uh, forget the street. My wife always drives. But um, I'm eating that. Probably some oyster mushrooms that have buffalo, like taste like chicken wings. Yep. I want to get something like that. That's what I'll eat. Some planta queen. I'll either, either either some urban vegan kitchen buffalo wings. Those two. I'll probably mix those two. Oh, you get that? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Urban vegan kitchen and planta queen mixed. What are you eating and what are you drinking and or smoking? Okay. Or uh, both. Both. All right. Uh, so I'm definitely smoking a Kenhee with shameless plug. 
definitely smoking, <laughs> you know, a, a, a nice variety pack of that. And drinking um, Ace of Spades. Champagne. I, champagne. Okay. Drinking some that. I love champagne. Okay. I do too. Yeah. yeah. And piece of music you're listening to? Uh, Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. It's his first album. Okay. His first album. Okay. That's, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm going out to. Okay. Or uh, if if it could be any, some, maybe some, I don't even know why I would listen uh, to some Bob Proctor. I love that guy. I don't even know Bob Proctor. You don't know uh, Bob Proctor? Uh, He's not a musician. He's okay. like this, this, this life coach. He's okay. like one of the, like, he, I can, I listen to him in the gym and he's like so motivating. Like, oh, just teach dude, I gotta to find this guy now. Yeah. Okay. Bob Proctor is the man. Okay. All right. All right. So, um. I want people to be able to find you. I want them to go on your website. I right. want them to order some of your golden pineapple, your lemon runch, your blackberry. <laughs> you know, I want them to order your stuff. So give us the website, spell it out All so right. people know, get get right on it so they can order their cigars. Thank you very much. Sure. So I can be found at canheba.com. Canheba spelled C-A-N-N-H-I-B-A. Pronounced just like Cohiba, the cannabis version. Um that's my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's just Canheba. Even my phone number is one eight seven seven Canheba. Um, my personal page is C Lee C double E L double E is it's underscore is underscore Moving Keys. So that's my company, Moving Keys. Um, that's all. I can also be found at MovingKeys.com as well. So these are my businesses: my real estate company, my cigar business. And uh, I have a few others, but we're going to stick to those <laughs> okay. for now. Well, you got to come on again. Cause yeah, when, I would When this to. goes legal in New York. Oh, we could do it here? We could do it here. We can, when this goes legal in New York, we'll do it in my office. Oh. Not the studio where Sick. we can light it up. Sick. Of course, I'll just be laughing hysterically the entire fucking you time. You got to bring your son. Okay, you're going to meet Harry. Uh, thank you so much for being on no, Drinking on the Job you. podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. This Please. is awesome. Uh, cool. And go on the website, drinkingonthejob.com. Look at past episodes. If you, uh, two episodes ago, Mike Sager was uh, smoking crack with Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I gotta watch uh, it. you got you to see just I, fucking insane. I gotta see but this. check out past episodes. Christopher, thank you for the cigars, no, and we'll see you again. soon. All right, thanks again, brother. Appreciate cool, you. All right. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar. <laughs>